An excellent morning, friends, different parts of the world. Uh, depending on where you're listening from, it could be night, morning, or sometime during the day. Uh, and I welcome you to All in One, One and All. This is Dr. Harry Benjamin, uh, your speaker and host today, sharing more nuggets, tips, and, and ideas um, surrounding releasing our inner splendor, our peace and our joy, our abundance, our prosperous nature. Um, this channel is dedicated, and each week we seek to do a teaching uh, that allows for individuals to have a clearer understanding of the truth of our being, and also practices that are discussed that each and everyone is encouraged to employ that will allow for the liberation of our greatness, our innate greatness. So I'm always so happy and grateful and thankful to do this. You know, we've been going on for a year and a few weeks now that we have done these recordings consistently and we have a significant number of people who have listened already and who continue to listen and we anticipate that that will grow where more and more people will become engaged in doing and listening to information, doing practices and listening to information that will bring about a, an awareness of a deeper sense of peace, joy, abundance, and prosperity. So that's what this is. This channel is dedicated to. Uh, we also have some other uh, mediums through which you can actually get more information. We have a YouTube channel as well, all in one, one and all. There are a number of teachings there that have been posted in video format. And we're updating that soon. We haven't added a new um, video in a while, but we will be updating that channel soon. We also have, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a book, a book of new thoughts. A book of new thoughts. It has over 100 acronyms, reverse acronyms, that are in that book. And that's another resource as well. And the feedback has been tremendous. A lot of people have said really great things about the book and what they have been able to receive by reading it. And one lady just sent me a message a couple days ago, and she said that the book is great and that it is truly life transform, truly life changing. She said, truly life changing. So I'm really grateful and thankful to play this part and have more people recognize their inner splendor, the truth of our being, and become aware of the natural state of joy and peace, love, and all these essences of our being that will radiate from us as we become aware of them. And also it will affect the environment around us. It will affect beings who are not even close to us. Even on the other side of the planet, we will see over time that life on planet Earth just continues to get better as individually we take responsibility. So by empowering you, we change the world. That's the idea behind All in One, One and All. Changing the world through empowering you. Because when you become aware of your true nature, every other being on this planet and even those on the other side of the veil are also affected because the spirit is one. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, my privilege to share. And we're diving deeper into fake happiness versus true happiness. You know, last week we spoke about it, about what is fake happiness. You know, we spoke about happiness that's connected to 
something external, happiness that's happening based on what's going on in your day. You know, there's a difference between the content of our life and the context of our life. There's a difference between the content of our life and the context of our life. And when I speak of content, I'm not speaking about happiness, being contented, or being okay, or being satisfied. That's not the content that I'm referring to. The content I'm referring to in terms of definition is like the contents of a bottle of juice. So the juice is the content of the bottle, right? So in this case, we're talking about the content of our life. And most human beings are identified with the content of their life. They're identified with things like their past, uh, you know, where they were born, you know, where they, which country they were, they are living in. Uh, they're identified with the experiences that they have had over time. And they're also identified with their familial relationships, their ancestral relationships, identified with their careers. Uh, you ask some people, you know, so who are you? And they'll tell you quickly, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a driver, I'm an engineer, I'm a chauffeur, I, I'm a bus op- operator. They'll quickly run to the roles that they're playing. And some people, okay, so I'm a stay-at-home mom, I'm a, I'm a dad, I, you know, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. You know, people quickly rush to the roles that we play on planet Earth and they identify themselves with these lesser identities. And once we have done this, then the changes that are happening with that content of our consciousness, content meaning, you know, the past experiences, the familial connections, helps to forge our personality. So there's an ancestral side to our personality constructs. And then the personality also molds itself as reactions happen based on what happens as we move through this planet. And a personality and a series of personalities actually form themselves. And as these personalities get forged and formed, we have tended to identify ourselves with our personalities. And as a result of identifying ourselves with our personalities, whenever things happen with those personalities and their reactions and and actions towards them, then we feel a sense of fluctuation of our emotions because personality have embedded in them emotions. Emotions, and those emotions are are based on fear. The foundation of them is based on a sense of separation because for you to have an identity as a personality, You have to separate yourself mentally from the truth of your being and identify ourselves with a personality and say, okay, I am an introvert, I am a this, I am a that. And what we're doing is we're floating quite gently but unnoticeably from our spirit into some false sense of being and connecting our sense of self to our personality, our persona. That word persona means mask in the Greek which means a mask. So we have now taken on a mask over our true self, and instead of identifying ourselves with the truth of our being, we mistakenly identify ourselves with the personality construct. So what we end up doing in that case is have a fake sense of happiness, because what tends to happen is that happiness now has become based on What's happening to the personality? 
whether we like what's happening to the personality or we do not like what happening what's happening to the personality. And the emotions that come from what we like are positive. The emotions that come from what we don't like are what we call negative. So that dynamic, once we have identified ourselves with our personality, then we have set up a condition to experience happiness in a fake way. Because we're not going to be happy when something happens that we like. Meaning maybe it's a birthday, it's an anniversary, or somebody brought us some gifts, or something happened, we got a promotion at work, or the business that we're working on, there's a breakthrough and there's a real high moment of accomplishment. Whenever those things are the reasons why we are happy, that's an indication to us that we have identified ourselves with something temporal. We have identified ourselves with a personality, and the personality works to do something, get something done. And when the personality has accomplished that task, you know, that we have set for ourselves, once we have accomplished that goal, once we have received something that we want, then there's a feeling of, ah, I'm so happy because I got this, because I got that. Now, when we have transcended this, when we have gone beyond it, when we have matured out of personality into our individuality, when we have identified or re-identified the truth of our being, we have become aware of who and what we really are. We have become aware that we are spirit first before anything else. We are alive, awake, aware of the truth of our being. And once we have become alive, and for those who probably are listening for the first time, I am doing this recording in my car today, so I'm pressed for time. We have a conference coming up on the 19th of October. I didn't mention that earlier. And also we have uh, some other things happening with business and stuff. So the time is is used up. And, uh, and at the moment, I don't have the uh, space mentally because it's always mental. It's never physical, right? To actually do the recording, like sitting down in the morning at home where it's more quiet early in the morning. Uh, right now I use that time for meditation. So that horn that you heard in the background, uh, just, you know, just bear with us during this window when I get through this very busy period mentally and I'm more settled and I'm back to us doing recordings where there's no interruptions. All right, so with that said, um, back to diving into this idea of liberating the true happiness and joy that we have within us. Now, happiness is, your, your state is happiness, meaning that your state, my state, the state of all beings is joy. That's the baseline. The baseline is joy. Now, it doesn't seem that way sometimes because of how we experience life. Because our joy is usually attached to the experience, which means it has become attached to the content that's flowing through our consciousness as opposed to we are identified with a context, which is the context, meaning like the, the water in the bottle is the content. The bottle is the context. So the bottle is aware of the water in it. Let's say the bottle could be aware. So in the same sense, our consciousness, you know, it's not a container. So it's not like a bottle, but it is the context by which we become aware of the content. And, you know, if you just think about 
like doing something like, okay, so say, say hello in your mind. So you just heard hello in your mind. So there's something in your mind that was able to say hello. And there's also something in your mind that was able to hear the hello. So the hearing of the hello, what heard the hello is your consciousness. The speaking was also your consciousness as well. That is the true aspect of ourself. Now that part of ourself that heard and spoke, not with it without a mouth, not with ears, that aspect of ourselves is our consciousness. Now our consciousness observes content, but most people are identified with the content, meaning the history, the things that we do, the professions that we have, you know, the relationships that we have and the ways we are being in the world as opposed to the observer of the content, which is our consciousness. Now, that consciousness, the baseline of the consciousness, which we are, is happiness, is joy, is peace, is love, is abundance, is prosperity, is genius, resourcefulness, innovativeness. That's the essence of this consciousness that we are. But when we have identified ourselves with our content, then there is a struggle between the consciousness and the content. And we are vacillating between the two. And oftentimes we have become so interlinked, intertwined with the content that we forgot that we are the context or the consciousness or the spirit itself. So when we study when we affirmatively pray, when we meditate, when we have high-minded conversations, when you attend events like what we're having on the 19th of October, you become aware of the context of your life, which means that you're no longer identifying yourself with the content. And as you become aware of the context, you are remembering your true self, your true nature. And as we remember our true nature and we become at one with that essence of our life, we remember this unity of our life. We remember that all of us are one, that we are connected. We can never be disconnected. We remember and feel that we are one with our creator. You literally feel and know this to be true. It will become more real to you than the device you're using to listen to my voice. It will become more real to you than where you're sitting or standing right now. Because you'll recognize that the truth of your being is you. That's your life. That's your essence. That's you. That's who you are. And once we recognize this nature, this essential nature of ourselves, we become free. And in that freedom, happiness is built into it. Peace is built into it. It's natural. So what happens now is that you start to have a higher baseline. You're no longer vacillating with the experiences of the content flowing through your consciousness. You still get to observe. You still have, you discern. You still choose what you want to do, where you want to go, who you want to hang out with or not. But that does not affect your inner state of being, meaning that you can actually endure Challenges, which most of us have endured some level of challenge. And what tends to happen when you become aware of your essential nature, then you can endure challenges that are bigger. You can go through them faster. And you literally can do greater things than you have done before because you have now come in tune with the natural state of your being. So that's the advantage 
huge advantage of becoming aware of the context of our life as opposed to floating only in the content. And you now have dominion over your thought process when you become aware of the context of your life. Because the thoughts that flow through awareness are content. They're not the context. So when we are aware, we can look at the content more carefully and choose what it is that we are going to say from our mouths or what it is that we will contemplate upon and no longer allow some wild horse within our being to run the show. We have now become self-aware. We are aware of the natural state of our being and within that natural state of our being, happiness is, is there. It's there. We don't have to do something to experience it. Once you become self-aware, you'll recognize that your joy just continuously increases. It becomes perpetual. And even when something happens to you in the experiential realm of existence, you know, something happened, a car broke down or, you know, money went awry or a relationship is going through a challenge, you have a feeling of feeling lifted up and buoyed up even though those changes are going on in your life experience. You are not down in the dumps, you know, wailing and moaning and lamenting your circumstance and situation about why me and why did this have to happen and, you know, what did I do and maybe I'm not pleasing God or, you know, maybe God is angry at me. All of those thoughts fall away from you because you would have recognized that your happiness is natural. It's innate. It's built in. And there's nothing you could do to be happy except that you could do something to be unhappy. You'll recognize that you can make yourself unhappy, but you'll also recognize that you cannot make yourself happy. You'll realize that you are already happy and your joy just needs to be allowed to escape from your being. You need to allow your inner splendor, your peace to escape from the tight hold we have over it by using an outer experience you know, using the word outer versus inner, but using something happening in the experiential realm of our life here on earth to define whether we should be happy or we should be sad. In the last talk, I gave some examples of, you know, if you somebody gave you a bunch of roses or chocolate or a nice gift or a nice car for your birthday, then there is this jump up and down celebration that we tend to go through or we just become so overjoyed and overwhelmed and feel so loved and appreciated and we think that it's happening from outside because of what the person did when what happens is that you're feeling your own love being released you're feeling your joy no longer being suffocated you're feeling the peace rushing up because you have released the hold that we had mentally by having a conversation about what should be, what shouldn't be, what we like, and what we don't like. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, with that privilege, that opportunity to be at one with this presence, be at one with this joy, be at one with the peace, be at one with the love. We have that privilege to become aware, to become self-aware of that oneness of our spirit. And once we become aware of that oneness with our spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that's where freedom begins. The intrinsic freedom that we have within us, it's an awareness issue. It's not whether we're free or not free. It's a matter of whether we become aware of that freedom. And once you become aware, freedom 
it's just the natural flow and order of the day. So I hope that we, you know, you're becoming clearer on what true happiness is versus what fake happiness is. And we're not living in a fake way where it's only because of our outer experience that we are happy. That's, that's counterfeit happiness. If you're waiting on a birthday gift, if you're waiting on the wedding, if you're waiting on uh, the anniversary, the christening, you're waiting on the graduation, you're waiting on receiving your promotion, what you're doing is living life on a layaway plan. It means that you have suspended your joy and your peace into the future and you're waiting for some expectation that you have set for yourself to come to pass before you can actually be in your joy and your peace. While all this time, your joy and your peace are living in your heart and soul and we are the ones who were suppressing it and pushing it down by expecting something external to happen before we release the inner splendor. But no, no, no more, no more. Not here, not now, not today, not you. We are now recognizing the freedom of our being, the intrinsic love and joy and peace that's there from the get-go. And here's the rub, here's the sweet part. As you become aware of this nature, what tends to happen now, ladies and gentlemen, is that abundance and prosperity starts to take you over. When you are happy continuously and perpetually, what that starts to happen is that the universal match of your vibration now starts to happen. When you are con- not contented, when you're lamenting, when you're bemoaning your fate, there is a universal match to that as well. There's a law of our being that we will be matched by the greater aspect of this universe aligned with our frequency. Whatever frequency we are emitting, if we are emitting fear, doubt, worry, and happiness, then the law matches that in our experience and brings us more things that align itself with that frequency. But when you raise your vibration and you're now emitting a feeling of love and peace and joy and you're radiating that from your being, then there's a universal match as well. So as you become happy, the universe will have to give you more and more reasons to be happy and create more and more experiences to allow for your joy to continue to flourish. That's the law. We cannot escape it. To those who have a lot, more shall be given. To those who have a little, it shall be taken away. So as we become self-aware, it has so many benefits associated with it that it's worth the time of study, the time of affirmatively praying and learning how to affirmatively pray, to do your silent meditation, to have high-minded conversations, your life visioning, your selfless service, and fellowship with the community that will help you to build up immunity to the lower frequencies of life. Meaning that we have to be in a community that's a high vibration community. Because there are low vibration communities out there that teach and preach fear, doubt, worry. A fearful future that are telling you if you don't do this, you're going to have that happen. If you don't do this, you know, you're going to end up in this and such and such a place. As opposed to telling people that we're already okay, everything is good, you know, there's nothing you could do to harm yourself. In truth, you can harm your body, but you cannot harm yourself, right? You could hurt your body. You know, I'm reminded of this phrase in the Bhagavad Gita that says, you know, wind blows it not, right? Water wets it not, right? Fire burns it not, and wind blows it not away, 
That's the spirit of our life, right? So fire burns it not, water wets it not, and wind blows it not away. That's the essence of our being. We are already okay. Nothing can hurt us at the deepest level of our being. Yes, we can experience hurt. That's without a doubt. But in terms of suffering and long-term damage to our being, not possible. We are beyond that. Fire, wets it, fire burns it not, water wets it not, and wind blows it not away. We are essential, beautiful, magnificent beings. We are full, filled to overflowing with joy and peace and love and abundance and wholeness and perfection. We are filled to overflowing already. And all we have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is to let this inner splendor, this grand beauty that we are, escape from our being so that we can experience it, but not just for our own experience, but also for the upliftment of all beings on this planet and also on the other side of the veil. Man, it's always my privilege and honor to share. I'll be doing another recording soon again, and we're going to keep up our recordings as we roll into our Big event coming up on the 19th of October. I'm so so thrilled and excited. I'm already joyful before it gets here. I'm not waiting for it to experience my joy, but it will be absolutely ecstatic and blissful to share these tips, ideas, nuggets, and have a beautiful, magnificent day of teaching and Q&A and testimonies and a lot of wonderful things that will happen there in that workshop. So I look forward to seeing you there for those who will be attending. And for those who won't be, you'll see some video clips of what we have done. It's going to be amazing. All right, God bless each and every one of you. We'll see you at the top. You're already there, the Omnipotent Palace. And I'm so fired up and excited about it. All right, bye-bye for now.